Hello. Welcome to another episode of Medicine Transmissions. I'm your host, Emily Mayberry, and I am so happy and grateful to be here with you today on this gateway. It's the beginning of the solstice, and tomorrow will be its apex. And I'm so looking forward to this flood of energy and love that has been coming in. It might be difficult for some at times to feel it amongst all the other things being shoved or trying to be shoved into our awareness and our consciousness and have it be our focus. But I hope you might be able to hold this paradox of all that's going on and this insurgence of love because it's there I promise this is a really potent solstice a culmination of so many things lifetimes of work to get here to this gateway of beginning something completely new we've been working towards it but this is really that choice point that transition so we need as many people with positive minds open hearts and focus on this being possible on inviting this in on choosing the more harmonious road and so today we're going to be talking about an experience I've just gone through, an initiation. And it ties into all of this, in my opinion. Because really, it's about the mother. The earth is our mother, right? She takes care of us, she provides, she feeds us, she birthed us from her flesh. And all creatures in all life on this planet and for a long time now she's been very abused taken for granted and misused on a large scale there have always been those of us who have held that ground and that sacred honoring of her feeding her doing our best to protect her and to contribute to ways that benefit her instead of destroying her natural systems that keep everything in balance, that um, go towards biodiversity and healthy ecosystems. It's all such a beautiful, interconnected, complicated, yet simple system but every part is so necessary, even down to the smallest cell of bacteria. Every part plays a very important role of balance and harmony in symbiosis. And I have seen over, especially the past like five to seven years, even though it's been longer than that, going back, resurging towards this balance and this awareness, but really has picked up speed. And it has just brought me so much joy. But we need more. We need more people. We need more movement. We need a collective choice and push away from overconsumption, needing so much just thoughtlessly consuming and this throwaway type mentality. There can be a middle path here. And so this honoring and dishonoring of the mother is reflected and mirrored by that same treatment of the feminine force here in humanity. Women are the ones who have the potential to birth life onto this planet. Literally what keeps the species going 
is this birth through the mother. Yet, look at how women have been treated for so long. It's not right. And it's not okay. And I've, again, I've seen shifts. But I'm calling us up. I'm calling for more. And so, in this story today, one of the main things I will be talking about, focusing on, is this particular health issue that I have dealt with and moved through in my life for the past 13 years. And my hope is that if other women are going through this, I can bring them some relief and some hope in a different perspective. And if you are not a woman, I encourage you still to listen. It's good to know these things and to hear each other's realms and experience. And maybe you have a woman that is a friend or a lover or some other relation that suffers from these and you can help her. So what I'm talking about is a type of cyst. It's called a Bartholin cyst in the Bartholin gland. And the very kind of ironic <laughs> thing is that it is in the Bartholin gland which secretes our feminine juice, our feminine essence when we're at our height of pleasure turned on both sexually and otherwise. And to me, this is such an interesting place for there to be the body speaking out in this way of a cyst. What is a cyst? A cyst is a protective sac that goes around some invading force or a toxin to protect it and remove it. And for some women, they're small, even though they're still uncomfortable and they can pass them more easily. For other women like myself, they get bigger and they become extremely painful and uncomfortable. And it really shuts down your life. And then there's women even further down the spectrum who have it even worse than me, which I can't imagine. And I really feel for you if that's the case. And it's even more debilitating to them. And not many people talk about it. That's why I'm giving it this voice. I didn't talk about it for so long. It's something really hard to bring up. But we need to speak of these things. And we need to share our experiences other than on message boards. Even though that is amazing. And I have found so much knowledge and support in these message boards. But it needs to be spoken about people need to know and the fact that the medical establishment while there is definitely a balance and a place where the western medical system is a good option however in a lot of ways they fail us greatly and a lot of times they go for much more forceful invasive procedures that actually tend to cause damage and cause the systems to not actually function as well and can cause other things to get out of balance. And this is a problem. This is a really big problem. And if you just even look at, again, this macro macrocosm of that, we can see how that mentality is a problem throughout other themes. We go back to the mother of nature. We force our will as if we <laughs> have more knowledge of how something can work better. Right? Of how well, in order to like stay safe from this or that disease or whatever... It is. We force. We sanitize. We are very invasive. 
we don't think about the system as a whole. We don't look to nature as often for the solutions because they're there. This amazing living planet has been doing this for eons, creating life, sustaining life, moving through motions. It's already there. We just have to be able to look and to listen and observe and then apply it. Just like Nikola Tesla. He was a prime example of an inventor who actually listened and understood the earth. And many others. William Reich. Who was one of the forefathers of Oregon. Organite, right? Oregon energy. These are good examples. But mo- many people like them, including these two men, were shut down. They were targeted. And thankfully, a lot of their knowledge is still around. But most of it was kept from the public and is locked away. Or it was burned. (laughs) And so I'd like to see a shift towards that much more and not have it having it be something that people literally have to risk their lives for. We should not be threatening and sometimes killing people because they have found a way to, you know, promote healing or new practices that are in harmony with the earth just because they take money out of the pockets of people who are hoarding the wealth. There is enough for everyone. And these people are just so disconnected from themselves and from spirit, source, whatever you want to call it, God. And they have this this deep spirit sickness in them. And the more they fill themselves, the emptier they get. When really, they just need to empower themselves. And they are probably the ones who the most need to come back to the earth and to the connection we have with her and all of life and really the cosmos as well because everything is related. So, this is the things that this initiation I've gone through has brought up for me and has brought present that I'd like to share with you. Because these systems of the earth are very strong. Our mother is strong. And she is generous, but she is not endless in that way. And right now, we are seeing her with her immune response. She's trying to find balance. And nature is a very powerful force. But she will find her balance, whether or not that includes us. And I want to see us included. I see that path line and that timeline possible. But we must come together. We must unite and we must harmonize. We must listen. We must come back in right relation with the earth. And I know there is a lot to reconcile. And it seems like an insurmountable task. But step by step, movement by movement, we will get there. But we must start now. And we have. I see movement towards that. And I'm grateful for that. But I'm calling for that momentum and movement and push forward more and more. Let's dream bigger. Let's free up all the energy. Let's free up the flow of ideas, the innovations, the knowledge. Instead of focusing on division, on fear, on creating different groups so that you can say your group is stupid I hate you my group is best we know 
We don't need to do this. We can have differing opinions and hold a mutual respect and compassion for each other. As long as it does no harm to others, do what you will. So within that scope of reason, we can find some common ground, okay? Enough. It has been so disheartening to watch how easily people have been divided, which shows me how much they need the love of the earth. They need a life that is more in rhythm with those um, cyclical systems. This is a call for a restructuring. People are too stressed. They're stuck in fright or flight for far too long. And if you know anything about the body system or about neurology in our brain, when someone is stuck in a stressed-induced state and they don't get that relaxed, right? They get stuck in this fright or flight. Their body completely depletes itself and gets out of balance. And their mind literally cannot think straight. And their mind, instead of becoming a cohesive unit, becomes divided into the right and left hemispheres, which starts to deteriorate the neural network, the ability to make decisions, the ability to be calm and not get irrational and not have past experiences of fear or of pain, wounding, whatever it is, come up and be what we call that trigger. And if you look around... Many of the main sources of media that people go to are just pushing that fear and pushing that division, pushing righteousness and already stressed people, even before they have been locked down and many people have been losing their livelihoods and other things that made them feel stable. And they were already stressed before that. Imagine now. It's just not going to (laughs) work. And yes, these are serious things that we have coming up. But I guarantee you, coming from that place is not going to help us find true solutions. It's Again, the same thing of just fix the symptom, but not the root. The root. The earth, right? Our base. When biodiversity and ecological systems are systematically destroyed and are broken down, that is when more diseases come forward again it's the immune system of the earth trying to come and rebalance itself animals are going to get sick and then on top of that we have all of these toxins all over our environment and the water from industrial practices being able to just dump this insane amount of harmful chemicals and other things toxic waste sludge from mining I mean, it's it's really ridiculous if you think about it with all the knowledge that we have that this has been allowed for profit. They have lost sight of the fact that we have to live in this place. The air is polluted. Okay? The soil. All these pesticides. And then not to mention all the pharmaceuticals shoved down people's throat that not all of them are needed or necessary. Very few are. There are other ways to address these things in the body system and actually support it to come back into homeostasis. All right? All these things and lotions and beauty products, processed foods, I mean, the list goes on. So with all those things in mind... I can still see the potential. I can still see the water running clean. I can see the soil being respected and regenerated and neutralized and and fixed by so many grateful helpers like different mushrooms that have been found to be able to take radioactive matter 
ingest it, neutralize it, and then become fertilizer. And that's just one example. I'm sure you guys have heard by now of the mushrooms that are able to process plastic. There are, um, I figured if they're mealworms or some type of worm like that that can eat styrofoam and do the same thing. There are so many solutions to this imbalance in nature already. And those are just the ones we've discovered now. I know there's more. So I see the potential. I see the potential for clean air. I see the air clean. I see people healing their bodies and these misalignments and being able to detoxify their bodies so that their regenerative forces that are very natural and innately built in the human body can actually do their thing. And I see their thoughts being addressed because that is a huge hurdle in itself you can be eating all the right things doing your meditation and clearing your mind but if you are not really changing the thoughts that got you to that point of illness or of stress or whatever the situation is then it's not going to be as effective so I see minds being able to be fed these opportunities and these techniques and tools to actually believe that they can do this, to see a different way of being and to be able to take the steps to build that. Everything begins with a thought before it becomes manifest in the physical. And the more you, we unite our minds and our hearts, which are our bodies, our bodies, our minds, and all of our centers together and have the body trusting itself knowing that when it talks to you you're going to listen and respond and honor it and not betray it by doing things you don't want to do or by working too long or by staying away from your families or by whatever the thing is then really they can work in synergy just breath work alone breathing in the belly fully up to the top of the lungs so that the parasympathetic nerve can disengage, can know that you're safe. There's so many ways, my friends. And so I can see these things possible. And I see that people are ready on larger and larger scales and numbers. And before all of this happened... Over these past, what, nine months or so, it was really building to a beautiful place. I know that there was a lot coming up because we need a purge. We've been purging these deep-seated things that have been on the underbelly that some people have been holding in their consciousness and in their bodies. Just like a pimple. In order to heal that pimple, you got to get the pus out first. But this larger undercurrent, there was beautiful movements happening. And then this flooding of all of this, which I choose to see as a part of that deeper purge. It's been like one big plant ceremony. <laughs> but I see too that as a benefit. Sometimes things need to get very in your face. Because some of us were ready, but some of us seem to have needed, in a sense, something very intense to shake them out of their slumber. And that's okay. Space is welcome for all and whatever they need. But now is the time where we really need to move forward. And that's what I see the solstice as, is this marking of this apex, this huge flood of photons. Alignment to the galactic center of our, you know, Milky Way universe. Alignment to the center in the photon belt, the light coming through. Remembering and reigniting what we came here with first before any indoctrination or any of this tomfoolery <laughs> anchoring that in and then from there we have a lot of work to do we do 
but we have a lot more available to us to fuel us forward if we so choose which I hope that you do I know I am like laser focused (laughs) course set it's where I'm going because we need to take care of the feminine and the masculine there needs to be the divine alchemical union and marriage within ourselves bring them into balance the feminine and the masculine and so therefore this greater calling for honoring of the mother and the feminine is a very important thing to work with and to focus on when we help these systems of the earth we find different and better ways to take care of all of the human family and thus all the other families who live here with us doesn't mean we have to just completely revert back because we can't in a sense we've come very far and it's meant to be this evolution but there is a way we keep moving forward and evolving and playing on this great experience of life on this planet that is more in harmony vast technologies are available to us and a lot of them start from within us and getting our inner technologies online we are so powerful i have experienced things that most people would not ever believe are possible from working on my inner technologies and when you work on your inner technologies it is much easier to see what else is possible So we just need the dams to be undammed, both literally in our rivers. Not good. Let the earth flow how she needs you. Just don't build your house in the floodplain, guys. Come on. But also the dams within ourselves, energetically, the dams within society that are stopping this forward growth towards harmony, towards better technologies, better ways to do things. Recycling even. I mean, there's so many, and we're seeing these dams dissolve. I'm calling that in. And having these discussions, having these understandings is a great way to move forward with that. So for now, I'm going to leave that right there. I think that's a good place to start munching on and start seeing what I'm trying to weave here with you. And I want you to feel the hope and the beauty of that, of us creating change in a way that the next seven generations and on can have good life, can see this beautiful healing process happening on the planet, this reunification, this harmonizing. It is possible, but we must, as the believers, hold it strong. We as the dreamers, as the creators, as the ones who are willing to hold that, no matter what the outside's trying to tell us, it is so important. And we will see it. And it will unfold and it will be work, but it will be so worth it. Together we can, together is the only way we can. And we all have these amazing specialties and differences and focuses. And it's just like nature, a beautiful symbiosis if we let it be. And if we show up as our true authentic selves, fearless. For we are eternal beings within the blanket of a human body. We have no thing to fear. So I leave that there. And in this next segment, I am going to share my story and my journey with this Bartholin gland cyst. All right. This is going to be really vulnerable for me, but I'm ready for it. (laughs) So thank you uh, 
for holding this space and for receiving this. Pushing into an edge. But that's what life is about for me. <laughs> so when I was 19, I first got a Bartholin cyst. And it had come up now that I know because of a very traumatic sexual experiences and some unresolved trauma in my reproductive system from when I was 15. And it went unresolved and unaddressed. And then when I was sexually assaulted at 19, it then manifested. It was like my system couldn't take it anymore. And then throughout the years of this evolving, and I continued to get more cysts. At first it wasn't as many. But when I went to the Western doctors, the gynecologists, the options they gave me were honestly shit. They don't give you any insight into how to fix this or that you do have that power to work with it. What they do is they tell you, you can take a bath and drain it if you can. Okay, so maybe one <laughs> one way they give you some kind of way to work with it. A sits bath is what they say with either salt or you can do apple cider vinegar, baking soda. So if you were one of the lucky people who can get it to drain that way, it can. Most times, most people though, it won't. And this is... 50% of women who get these, 50%, you would think with something with that high of a number that there would be a deeper look into this. So it's take a bath and I hope you can get it to drain on its own. And if you can't, come back in when it gets big enough because I've gone in and they've told me it's not big enough to lance. You have to let it get bigger and come back. Well, let me tell you, it's very uncomfortable when it's small and it is extremely uncomfortable when it gets bigger, the size of like a golf ball and sometimes bigger I've had it. It's excruciating. So come back when it's bigger and what they do, this will be graphic. <laughs> they put a needle in it with some general anesthetic to quote unquote reduce like the pain, right? And then they take scalpel type thing and they make an incision for those of you who don't know that area is full of thousands of nerve endings it's a very sensitive area and when there's a cyst it gets infected that's when it can't drain it out it gets very infected and tender and sore beyond probably what you can imagine so the needle alone is torture. And then to have that happen, slice it. It hurts so much. It is indescribable. And it's a pretty traumatizing experience, especially if the doctor does not have compassion or warmth or anything to that. It's already such a vulnerable state, especially as a woman. It's, it's no good. And then the other option they give you if they keep reoccurring, which they really often do, is either to slice it, <laughs> slice it, dice it, oh God, <laughs> um, then you can put in what's called a window, which is a balloon with a long tube and then a little like funnel opening that you shove in there and that will hopefully form an opening that it can then drain out of, which worked on one side for me, but not the other side. And then the next level if you're still suffering over and over again, well, we just will remove that gland for you. Some women have success with this. Most women have excruciating pain during sex for the rest of their lives. Or excessive dryness. They are removing the gland, which is our feminine waters. I absolutely refuse to do that even though I got pretty desperate after so many times of going through this. 
but I still refused. It did not feel right for me to remove a part of my body. So as I'm moving through my early 20s, having this happen more and more often, especially when it moved over to the right side, and it just kept coming, kept coming, kept coming. The left side it started on, and after a window stopped, never had one again, never will. And then on the other side, keep coming, keep coming. And at the same time, I have an experience where I am in a school shooting. Trauma on top of trauma, right? And I still am not dealing with these things well. I'm starting to. I'm starting to try and unpack this because I'm, I've begun my journey um, deeper into self-healing. Because when I was in high school, I had terrible depression. Really, really deep, deep, dark. Um, and I had started to heal it at the end of my high school uh, career, I guess. <laughs> um, with like yoga and meditation and starting to... Um, experiment with psychedelics which were very helpful to me because I'd always been uh suspect of like how reality wasn't I just had this feeling I'm like it doesn't it doesn't feel like reality is really only this solid place that doesn't feel right and I was searching for more and through these psychedelic explorations it just was so healing and opening for me and it really brought online so much and not that it's needed, but for me, it was a really important part of my journey and actually helped to regulate my hormones and my, um, my, my mind and help me to find my creator essence within so that I could take um, faculty control over my emotions and start to dive deeper and find ways to balance. So I had started to kind of unpack it, but there were still so many underlying things there. Um, especially around the sexual abuse and trauma. And so then I have the school shooting, and that just puts a huge layer on. I was right outside the door. It caught me off guard. I had seen the shooter earlier the day, and my intuition had gone off, and I had ignored it. So I thought I was just being judgmental. Um, and that just put this huge thing, this this thing in my presence that I, again, was ignoring for a bit while working on these other things. Um, and it kind of just put a halt on that. And so I didn't feel safe any longer. And that really added to the problem that I had before and this whole lineage and line work of these things kind of gathering and then some bad like habits and things that I had been taught in my upbringing by my environment. Um, they all kind of coalesced into this not processing fully and pretending everything was okay and just trying to find the sense of normalcy, pushing everything down. And so then I work for this man who did teach me a lot of beautiful truths but was very sick in the mind. He himself was very lost on his path and with a group of people that were all working together towards this common goal. He twisted our minds and really manipulated us and would always choose kind of broken people or people who were insecure in certain ways, classic narcissist type behavior. And my mind turned on myself. I allowed myself in this vulnerable state to be completely manipulated. So I didn't even, I had this terrible sense of self and reality and things like that and then when I made the choice to leave that situation and told him just basically like I don't want anything to do with you ever again and held strong to that it was very hard part of me kept wanting to reach out but I was like no and I stayed strong and I then finally through this extreme experience I went on a hitchhiking journey (laughs) with my best friend (laughs) because <laughs> I'm crazy in the best way don't recommend it um, but I went on this hitchhiking journey from Colorado to California and I live in Illinois so I flew to Colorado saw one of my favorite bands Incubus at Red Rocks it was epic and amazing and so spiritually infusing and then went on this crazy adventure where all the things happened and we purposely didn't bring a lot of money with us because we just really wanted to drop in a trust and know what it is to not have and like all these 
really intense things. We just wanted it to be intense, and it sure was. So I come back, and I have been through this crazy experience and definitely beaten down in a lot of ways, but I found this faith in humanity because the most beautiful people that complete strangers took just just went above and beyond to help us, to love us, and sometimes to even feed us and give us a safe place to stay. So I, I had this restored faith in humanity. I had, I had this deeper connection to myself and trust again in spirit in the universe. And that was the first seed. And I had, at this point, been really developing my different healing practices and my journey as a healer and working with people. And then I turned it on myself more. And I started really diving in and uncovering these layers and finally addressed this trauma of the shooting and these other things and started peeling back layer by layer. But I was still getting these cysts. But every time I'd get them, I was starting to apply this new knowledge and was just so strong in my mind of like, I am going to figure this out. And I just went through and talked to my body layer by layer, picking apart issues. Like I would also focus healing energy on it. And I actually got cysts to start shrinking and going away with my mind and my, and my, my meditations and my understanding that I had come to and was deepening about how energy works, how the body works, how these different healing systems can be activated within. And my experience deepened with it. And it was a deep surrendering because it's very frustrating to have this cyst come up and just completely stop my life. And I'd be a complete surrender of it because it would last different amounts of time. And when you force it, again, with this invasive thing of lancing, rather than letting the body get to a point where it's starting to drain itself, you're forcing it. The body wasn't ready for that. So it takes a very long time to heal from it. And then you build up scar tissue in addition to it. So it makes it harder and harder for it to naturally drain because there's more scar tissue there. It's creating this hard nodule, you know what I mean? So really, all around, it's not a good system. But I forgive myself because I did not know. I did not know better. I did not have other options. And by the time I came to things like Chinese traditional medicine and acupuncture, um, the scar tissue had already built up so much. But the healing was so profound inside myself, in my body, and with my understanding of what my body was trying to show me, the roadmap of healing that this amazing acupuncturist woman gave to me was like a roadmap. And it made... A lot of connections happened for me for things I already had been working and intuiting and healing myself. It just, I got it. So I started diligently working through those those body systems and helping to strengthen the parts and, and build even more better <laughs> mental habits about how to, you know, rebuild certain parts of my trust in myself, lower my amount of fear and of not feeling safe in the world and my mistrust of people betraying me and all these things, all these layers, anger that was held in and not expressed. I mean, it goes so deep. And I also, from the time I was 19, even even 18, really, when I left home, I started just diving into the reality of how toxic the environment is and ways that I could reduce my exposure to it through eating better food, eating clean, not eating processed foods, certain foods that could initiate my body to detox or do certain healing things in itself. Um, herbs had always been a passion of mine since I was young. And so dove head first into my um, herbal self-schooling and teaching and learning from different elders and, and wise people and it all kind of started coming together and the energy work I had learned from plants really helped and all came together. And so I had already been building these things since I was young and learning how to make my own products so I didn't have to, you know, read the back of all these labels of lotions and shampoos and beauty products and all these different things that were just adding all these toxins into my system and slowly but surely removed them from, from my system and from my environment and empowered myself with the knowledge of how to do these things. And so by the time I had come to this point, I already had been pretty far on that journey. And my body was really 
gaining in strength and in in its ability to heal and also my ability to trust my body's intelligence of knowing what to do of what would work um and that i you know the the natural balance of it was far superior than anything i could clean or you know do something forceful or like superhuman <laughs> not superhuman but like extremely human to it um it already has so much innate intelligence i just, a lot of times i could just bow to that and figure out how to support that again just like the earth and i've always been very connected to the earth since i was a child that was my church that was my spiritual place that's where i found connection to spirit and source from a very young age um really my earliest memories and i kept that very strong so i've always been very integrated into the natural sphere into the wisdom of the earth i've i've been able to listen and hear and feel the earth and the animals and the plants and all the creatures on a very even people especially people i love you <laughs> um on a very deep level so these this was nothing new to me but it just i kept deepening my understanding through this experience and it really coalesced everything together so i'm getting towards the end of my 20s and i meet my now husband rob and for the first time the man i'm with doesn't treat the cyst like a problem that has nothing to do with him and that is a problem in our relationship. I'm no longer made felt inadequate or guilty or unworthy. He takes it up with me and is like, "No. This is for me as well. If I'm going to be a partner with you and committed to you, which I am because I love you and you're so special." then it is just as much for me to carry with you and the whole way he would talk about it the way he supported and loved me and honored me as a woman the space he gave for me to be exactly as i was while also holding a certain line of like you can be exactly as you are but if you cross a line that is dishonoring me i will not allow it i love that he did all these things it was that in itself was incredibly healing it it made me so emotional still makes me really emotional and so grateful and that's the masculine showing up that is the masculine showing up and he was very balanced in his masculine and feminine he had been working with his own inner goddess since he was 13 consciously and honestly he seems like he's always been very balanced and connected and tapped in he's a very special being and it really healed me and he would empower me just like my father did to be strong as a woman to be my own warrior my own ninja my own masculine just as much as i could fall into his masculine grace and surrender completely into the feminine there is a beautiful balance of both and so through that container of support and of belief in me and belief in my strength that's when my healing really started to take to another level and then it got to a point where i just couldn't handle having my life put on pause by this anymore it it was it would come up right before i would have events that i had Com- like uh, committed to with people and while many people were as understanding as they could be I feel like they didn't really believe me that it was as bad as it was I think they didn't quite and if they didn't if it wasn't that they didn't believe me I just think they didn't understand exactly how painful it was how scary it was for me to not know when it was going to go away how long it took to heal because once it bursts then you have to heal all the infected part and where the cyst sac is breaking down and leaving and it's it's a long process and since there is not a lot of solid information about how to handle it and how to take care of it and since everybody is so incredibly different everybody would respond differently 
to different cleaning agents or things like that. So it was a long experiment of figuring out and listening to my body of what was too much, what was not enough, all of these things. And so we decided to go celibate together for a little over two years. And it was amazing to feel so free and to not ever have to worry about it. But that was not a good solution overall. That was kind of, again, putting that problem down to the side. And I now know it was always underneath there, this lurking energy. And that brings me to now. And the most recent full moon and lunar eclipse that we just had. Spirit told me, because I had been in this process of claiming really strict boundaries where I was letting my energy leak and where I was not honoring my worth. And there was a few places that I needed to clean up and spirit was very clear with me. You need to stop. These, this, this, and this need to happen by this full moon lunar eclipse or else. And I have been on this journey long enough that when spirit says or else, I don't want to find out what that or else means. So I did. And I felt amazing. And I was like, oh, this is great. Me and Rob had already had sex once. And everything was fine. And then we tried again. And everything was fine for a time. And then it's the week before this very last new moon solar eclipse. So a very potent mirror, right? To that other mirror. The week before... I'm in a meditation and I am brought, usually my consciousness is the one who's like, you know, traveling around or just sitting there. But I, it was brought and drawn to these sacred mountains to me in Ojai with this group of elders that I've been working with for since 2015 when I did a sweat lodge there. And they gave me this gift that I was to take care of, and I had. And so they offered me, they, they told me I've done well, that they are pleased to see the work I've put in, and that this is an opportunity for an initiation, if I'm ready. And I felt the ominous undertone, it made me nervous, but I also know that these opportunities usually only come once so I dove in head first I took the initiation from them and then two days later assist comes and normally assist would come two to three days after I would have sex not a week or week and a half whatever it was after so it already was unusual and let me tell you I went through it every thing of fear of doubt of self-loathing, of I've met, what have I done wrong? All, all these things came up for me. And I met them head on. And I did not allow them to consume me. And I put my foot down. And my masculine rose, my warrior, my ninja rose. And kept cutting it down. And kept defending the feminine, emotional part of me. And they rose together, finally. In this really profound way. And... I got to a point where it was Sunday, the day before the um, lunar new or new moon and solar eclipse, right? And this is just so painful. I'm not used to this anymore. I had two years of freedom, so I was like, "Oh my god!" I don't, like, how did I deal with this before? This is so bad, so painful, and I'm just scared how fast it's progressing. And so I surrender and I say, you know what? I really didn't want to have to get it lanced, but I'm not going to be so foolish as I have in the past to just let it go until it's so bad that it's incredible pain. I will rise up in my warrior ninja and I will do what needs to be done. And we just happen to find this art or uh, article yeah, about a self, a drawing self, which means something that will draw out like with clay and activated charcoal were the drawing agents, the main drawing agents. 
And then it had other ingredients as well that would help with infection and reduce inflammation and support the body system there. And I was like, okay, we're going to make this salve. We'll put it on so that it gets to be the least painful as possible to go and do this. And I prayed before I went to sleep about, please, Spirit, help me make this as painless as it can be or as less painful as it, as it can be. And I accept whatever this needs to be, and I fully surrender, but I also leave room for miracles. And then I have this really powerful dream, and I wake up on the new moon and the solar eclipse that we just had. And we take off the salve on its little pad, gauze pad thing, and it just drains. And I feel so much relief. I am like ecstatic. I'm like confused. I'm joyful. I'm crying. I'm laughing. And I go to in the tub to the sacred water that always is so healing in these times and always. And I'm thanking the water. I'm like saying how all these codes are coming through, things I'm calling in and locking in. And simultaneously, all the fear, all the doubt, all the things just rush out of me with all the material that's coming out. And the grandfathers, when I go lay down, come to me and they say, good job. You've done it. You've completed it. And you definitely did the work that you needed to. And I just sat there thinking about how this initiation came from the sweat lodge. And during the sweat lodge, the whole reason I was given that gift of these light seeds, these seven light seeds, was because Mark, who was leading the sweat lodge, I came to him. I was I went to ask for water seven times during this sweat lodge, as we were told we could, because I was holding space for my sister to get a healing, and it was just rocking my whole body and world. It was so intense, different than any other sweat lodge, because I was holding space for her to heal and it was really 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 getting to me and I went to ask seven times and each time a male voice would ask for water and I allowed it to overpower me and I'd be like okay I'll wait I'll ask next time and then the sweat lodge is almost done and he's pouring out the water and one of my guides is screaming at me to ask for what I need so I do and he's poured out the water and he looks at me confused, but then I see something click, and he tells me to stay, and then I'm given this grand healing, this amazing healing, and he's talking to me as if I'm the Mother Earth sometimes, sometimes I'm Emily, sometimes I'm the feminine, and it's about how, please forgive us, that even in the sacred place, us in our masculine exuberance, overpowered your need mother you needing water you needing nourishment you needing support and so it's not lost on me that me taking care of those seeds that the grandfather rocks gave me in that moment then lead to this initiation around again this space where women's needs at our reproductive center, at our pleasure site, at our sacred waters that are in our glands are so not heard and not taken care of. And the best that we are given is, well, if you can't get it to drain in this bath, then we'll just either slice you open or cut it out. And that is just one example of how mis- treated women's bodies are in this medical system and it's just a microcosm to the macro we can we can draw lines across the board so i am calling that up and i am re-empowering us as women that if they want to give us those shitty solutions well guess what we are wise enough and strong enough to come up with better ways. I have found this salve and created this salve and added these special elements to it that made it go away 
and I put it on for many nights after, and it has gone down and healed faster than any other time I've experienced this. And the amount of freedom I finally truly feel in my own body is astounding. I want this for women. I want them to have the tools and all the data I've gathered. I'm creating a program right now about it where they can work to heal these imbalances and actually release these traumas or these toxins in their body so that they too can be fully in working harmony with their body. They don't have to suffer in this way. And I care about you. If no one else does, I care. And there are other ways. There are better ways. And I hope this inspires to show that if there are just simple solutions like this, combining mind, heart, practices, traumatic releasing experiences, different types and approaches to this way, in addition to an actual physical self, with all these in conjunction with all these other amazing healing things I have found to support the body system in addition to the self, as it's working with the self to drain and heal and break it down. I would just love to dream big. What else? What else can we do? What other things can we look at in, the, in a more holistic way of looking at the whole body system, of looking how energy and emotions really affect the body? If you know uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, he does amazing work with this, mind-blowing work. There's a series on Gaia right now that he has that is amazing. And if you don't have Gaia, I know he has books written about the same subject matter. Look into it. Talk about the masculine showing up for all of us. So there are so many possibilities for healing. There are so many ways we can take our power back into ourselves. Our body systems are so intelligent. But let me tell you, the toxins in the environment, both energetically, emotionally, and then the physical toxins, need to go. We need to start healing the larger body system of the earth and our body system and our communities, our relations, all across the board. We are done with this old way. As we step into the gateway tomorrow and we're coming into the age of Aquarius, all of these things, the old world and the old way is done. We have learned everything we need to from it. It is done. It is done. It is done. We are in the new And I encourage you to really fully feel what that is like to step into it. To feel the love and the benevolence and the patience and compassion of our Earth Mother as she is rising and she wants us to rise with her. But there's free will and it is our choice to do so or not. And when we can get her back in harmony and take care of her body systems then we will not see as many of these insane happenings, (laughs) both in nature and in disease viral things happening. The balance needs to start there on the organism we are living on. She is a living organism, just like us. And I know we can find a balance. And I know that we can rise to this occasion. That's where I'm going. That's where my energy and attention and intention is going. I would love for you to join me. It is all possible. And it is going to take amazing, inspired action and cooperation to do so. But... I have seen personally how you can overcome so much even when not correctly addressed at first. Nothing is ever permanent. 
it does get to a point where if there is enough disharmony that is left for a long time unaddressed and there is not one way chosen one way or the other, then it gets very, very difficult. And I personally don't want to see our body systems and the Earth's body system get to that point and we don't need to. So find any and every way that you can have actions aligned with the earth using less, using more wisely, reusing. What companies are you supporting? Are you supporting small businesses or practices that if they are a bigger company that are actually earth friendly and in alignment with the earth and constructive versus destructive? Can you find ways to support those in your community who are struggling. We need to put down a lot of these narratives, friends. And I know we can. I truly believe in you. And I look forward to this beautiful rising. May you have a beautiful solstice. May you hold truth and trust in your heart strong. May you love each other, even if you can't see eye to eye. Maybe even yet. Because together we rise. And together anything is possible.